tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, 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 we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. You know I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Damn, you're crushing it, bro. You're crushing Ooh. it like the Chicago Bulls, the jersey you have that I you know. do not support that team. Ah, <laughs> uh, join me as always. Love him. Love him. He's such a wonderful human being. Xavier Guerrero. What's up? How's we don't smoke the same? It's good. How's, how's 2022 treating good. you? We got a new NFT episode coming out. So oh shit! We're working on some NFTs maybe for us. What's your NFTs gonna be? Just. Just I don't weed even know. Shit? A beard shit, weed shit. I we, got one word. You saw that? Yours that was coming up. Yeah, that's great. So so that's what you guys are working yeah, on, we, NFTs? Yeah, we got a guest over there coming on to talk NFTs. So if you're a swarm and want to know NFTs, head over there. Chill, chill, uh, Chili, who does a lot of our um, our our T-shirts, uh, did a really cool T-shirt that's coming up. So we'll talk about that in a couple minutes. And then on the one and twos, Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. Or sir. Johnny, how are you? Glad to be back in the studio after a long, long holiday break. Yeah. Johnny, congratulations. You were out east Christmas. with your lady. She got to meet your family. Yeah, she came for like the last four days. Was that great? Was she giddy with it? Uh yeah, it was okay. We went I went and saw some friends down at the coast, went to the beach. It was it was beautiful. It was seventy something degrees at the beach. I mean it was Johnny, uh, how close to Chapel Hill are you? I love this global warming. Uh, about ninety minutes away drive from where my family lives. That's where I went to school. Okay, all right. Do you like that area? Chapel Hill? Yeah, it's beautiful. It's great, dude. It's great. Would you recommend living there? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would recommend living a little bit outside of it just because real estate there is kind of like obscenely expensive, but and you can get more for your buck if you go out in the country a little bit. Okay. But yeah, uh, that county, Orange County there uh, is great. It might be a little liberal for you, though. I would say go maybe one county over to Wake County. That's where Raleigh and the Research Triangle Park is. That's Raleigh's on the list. I would, I would check that out for sure. Raleigh's on the Ooh. list. Can I get a jumbo place and just make a super you could. podcast place? Absolutely, you could. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I can give you all each your room oh. so I don't have to see you while I'm rocking <laughs> you here. New, you could build a new house. I could see Sam doing some Rob Deer deck like a whole factory. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about that, bro. I'm all about that. Conspiracy Guys, uh, a lot of great things going on. Before I get into the rest of there's a couple people I want to thank over the holiday season. They were nice enough, and they sent me some uh, cool gifts. And I just want to give a shout out real quick. I want to give uh, I want to give a shout out to Crystal Ward for your wonderful candles. Thank you very much. You're great. And then I want to give it up for my man a Alex Castillo. Castillo, yeah, Castillo. 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 C-A-S-T-I-L-L-O? Yeah, Castillo. 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 Like a castle. Castillo. Castillo. Like Vinny Castillo. Vinny... No, it's Alex Castillo. No, but I'm saying it's like... it's. Look at, this. Look at that. At That's hat. so cool, man. That is so he cool. He sent me that on Twitter and was like, hey, I sent this to your uh, your P.O. box from Broken Sim. I Make love sure it. you got it. Thank you very much. We just got to figure out where to put it. 
But we got to figure out that, a game for you to play in and put it on. Yeah, no. I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I think you should just sit it right what now. What size is it? On that walking stick behind you, just mount it on that for now. Like think we, that'll work? Yeah, and lean it against the wall. For now, work? just for now. Just lean it against the wall like that, maybe. Johnny, no, sideways like it was. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Well, yeah, that's not quite what I meant, but yeah, that works. There we go. Oh, that works, Johnny. For now, yeah. For now. We need a place of honor for that. Though. We do that's need right. a place of honor. That's it's really It's pretty cool. cool. Thank you very much. I love you guys very much. Uh try to give you guys shout-outs. You guys are emailing me all the time. I try to get back to you. Some of you guys sent me really deep, long emails. I try my hardest. You know, uh, I love you all very much. Uh, and a lot of you guys are responding to our awesome T-shirts that we're asking you guys to design. Some really great ones have been designed. Uh, the new one, Dare, is killing it. Who did that one? Ah, uh, fuck. Now, now I got to hold on, oh, that's dude. Okay. No, no, that one's just great. That's such that's a good great. idea. Yeah, it's uh, Marissa. Marissa. Shouts, Marissa. Marissa. At, no, Mesha. 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 Shouts to Mesha. Yeah, for dare dare to Dude. to resist big farm. This is right up my. I legit went to those dare classes and told. Me, yeah, oh like, God, hey, all about know, it. So told me funny. all about drugs. So boring. Yeah, if you watch the Four Kings on, have you watched that on Showtime? I don't think so. No, what is Dude, that? you have to watch it. It's about Sugar Ray Leonard and all them. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw it's that. the yeah, yeah, best yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. But man, they're talking oh, about they're drugs, drugs, and they're like, they're trying. George Bush is trying to stop the drugs from getting in. You're like, the whole time he's shipping it into Arkansas. <laughs> no. It's so interesting. You guys gotta watch that. It's a great doc, man. Um, so uh, go check that out. We got a new one. It's about to be put up. It's a uh, the great. Tinfolio, which is the uh, <laughs> our Beavis and Bahead one, that is should be up today. So hopefully by the time you hear this, you'll be able to get it. It's uh, I need conspiracy for my bunghole. <laughs> <laughs> but I was wondering, should I say, should I had it say I need tinfoil hat for my bunghole? I need tinfoil for my bunghole, but below it says tinfoil, so you shouldn't have it both, right? Conspiracies for my bunghole is funny, right? I feel that like I'm shoving conspiracies up yeah. my ass. Like I, I, it's, it'd be like some person that's addicted to conspiracy. Like, yeah, you just basically shove them up your ass. Yeah, that's how yeah, much you yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Johnny, thoughts? I'm thinking. I'm still okay. thinking. Okay. But you can get them all there. Every t-shirt It's a great way to support the show. Now, let's say you're like, Sam, I can't find the website. Just go to samtriplee.com, right? Just scroll down and bam, right there. Tinfoilhattshirts.com. Guess what? You can also get conspiracy social club t-shirts.com. And look at this. Right below it, the tinfoil hat only conspiracies telegram. You click that, join the group. Join the group, man. And you got a thousand eight hundred members already. Yeah, you know how much Robert Malone has? Like, like seven hundred and fifty or something like that. It's insane. Is it only conspiracies or only conspiracy? It's only conspiracies. The website says only conspiracy. By the way, might want to. Damn you, Johnny! Damn you! Fuck you, Johnny, getting shit right all the time. It's so annoying. I fucking hate yeah. spelling shit right. You're oh right, Johnny. You're right. I'll fix it someday. Ah, uh, someday. <laughs> uh, I am going to, be, uh, speaking of t-shirts, you go to, yeah, click that. Uh, I'm going to be live in a couple places. Uh, apparently, there's not a lot of conspiracy theorists in San Luis Obispo. Uh <laughs> Which is fine. I, I'm fine. You know, I, maybe it's a slow market. It is what it is. And, uh, you know, we don't come back. That's fine. 
you know? Uh, but we'll figure it out. Just go to samtriplee.com. Here are my... Hey, it hasn't... Sh- hey, yo, Swarm, pull up. Come on, Swarm, pull up to San Luis Obispo. Show San up. San Luis Obispo. Yeah, you got Sam sat, all, sat over here. Anyway, no, I'm not. I'm really not. It's like, dude, it's like, I'm so happy with everything. You're going to have a market that you're not that big in. It's I would fine. think this would be a tough time of year to get everybody's tapped from Christmas, you know. Yeah, so maybe maybe, uh, maybe we'll, we'll figure it out. Okay, so January 13th, San Luis Obispo. Buffalo, New York, January 20th, 21st, 22nd. And I'm bringing uh, Cash Day's Howie Dewey with me. And from uh, part of the problem, Robbie, the fire Bernstein, he'll be opening the show. And then at the end of the week, and got to be honest, at the end of the month, and the tickets are moving quick, bro. All right, fire. They're moving quick. January 28th, we'll be at Long Beach. Two shows. One at 8, one at 10 p.m. Now, here's the thing. The 10 p.m. show is a stand-up comedy show. So Eventbrite is just janky and not cool, okay? Not good at all. So if you go there, it says it's sold out. It's not sold out. What's sold out is uh, we've sold over half the show. This, there's standing room only tickets left. So go grab them now because this show is going to sell out. The following show, which is at 10 p.m., which is on Friday, that, that is the, that swarm tank where you get, to cu- you get to ask your favorite questions to myself, Xavier, Jay Nice, uh, Eddie Bravo, and then uh, Ryan off the grid. Ryan's going to be there. And then the following night, we're going to be in J- in Bakersfield. It's going to be Xavier, myself, Eddie Bravo, and we're going to be there shredding it. I don't know if Johnny's ready to roll yet. We'll see if he's ready. If he likes it, we'll start trying to bring him out more. Johnny seems a little hesitant and sad. Okay? Then we I don't got- know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I'm generally sad, sure, but that's unrelated, I would think. Okay, we're going to go work on some shit. And then we also have uh, some other shows coming. But the big show I want to announce as well is uh, Conspiracy Social Club is doing their first live show, Las Vegas, on February 19th. We're doing two shows. One's a 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, which is the first ever live Conspiracy Social Club. And it's going to be us uh, debating each other. Okay, live on stage. That's going to be great. And I might do, come out for that. Yeah. And we're going to do <laughs> pay-per-view. And then uh, the second show will be uh, stand-up comedy, myself and Brian Callen. So those tickets are about to go live. And then I have a bunch more shows coming. You just got to go to samtriplee.com. If you want to hear free shows, we have so many free shows. Uh, I have, okay, dude. Okay, dude, you want to do that to me? Okay. Uh, you want to have, you love free audio? You want to hear different shows? We got Tim Fall Half for free, Broken Sim, Cash Daddies, Punch Drunk, Union of the Unwanted, Conspiracy Social Club, and Zero. All free audio. All you have to do is go to samtribute.com, click the banner, it will take you to Apple Podcasts, and you'll be able to listen for free. If you want even more, we're all available. We have all had premium content on rockfin.com, R-O-K-F-I-N.com. I myself am putting up almost six episodes a week on there, a week for all $10. $10, you get all my stuff, all my, all, my, all my premium content, all of it. You get all Xavier's premium content. You get all of Johnny's premium content. Well, most of Johnny's premium content. He has one Patreon, but most of it. Uh, you get and you get everybody on there, all the people that are on Rockfin. It is unbelievable. There's so many people. Whitney Webb, 
I mean, just go down the list of fucking amazing people. Ricky Fernandez, the America guys, Charlie Robinson, Truthzilla podcast. And you just keep going on forever. Whitney Webb, Jay Dyer's on there. Isaac, Isaac, what's up? Um, Jason Burmese, they're all there. Allison Monroe, Lee Camp. I mean, these are the who's who, all for $10. Look how many channels there are. Dude, you can catch Jimmy Dore live. You get Jimmy Dore live on there. Everybody's on there. Killing it right now. The union don't want it. I mean, they're all there, all for $10. So I hope that you guys uh, will check it out and support us because it's, it helps me take care of my children. Anything else, guys? That's it. We're rocking. Guys, we love you. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Just know every time we try our hardest <laughs> to put out the best episodes. Uh, I thought this one was a real banger. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's uh, one of our longest episodes, right? I mean, yeah. we went oh, super long. two hours here, yeah. Uh, so please enjoy the show. We have Matt Reimer on and Raymer on, excuse me, and we're talking uh, everything from uh, censorship and to the dead internet. It's a great conversation. Crypto, too. Enjoy the show. We go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink. Okay, let's get into it. I'm very excited to have this uh, guest on. Uh, I work with him. Uh, I use his uh, his system that we're going to be talking a little bit about on how to get your videos out. And uh, he's on the Union of the Unwanted all the time. Uh, and it's always a pleasure to talk to him. He's into the crypto. He's into techno internet technologies. And uh, he's a G amongst G's. Please welcome to the show. Matthew Raymer. how are you, brother? Doing good, Sam. Uh, good to be on your show, finally. It's been a while. Matthew, uh, it has been a while. We haven't done a union on the Unwanted. You're one of the, the people that uh, are on there a lot, and I always enjoy when I see you there. Uh, I know it's going to be somewhat of a sane conversation. Um, there, was a, there was a moment with somebody on when we were talking crypto, and, they, and the guy's a nice dude. He, he's like a Bitcoin maximist, and he was like getting angry at everybody because yeah. everyone's like, I don't know, Bitcoin's a yeah. little janky. He's like... Fuck you. Fuck your mother. Bitcoin's gone. You're like, calm down, dude. We're just having a conversation here. We're all we're all amongst each other, and it's all meant to have fun. Uh, so, Matthew, for those who might not know you from your shows, your your, your appearances on The Union and The Unwanted, uh, can you tell, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and where they can find you? Okay. Uh, you can find uh, my company is contentsafe.co. Uh, that's one of the services we'll be talking about today, but I also have a podcast called deplatformed.co and deplatform can only be found on IPFS. So that that's going to be one other thing I'd like to talk about today. And my main company is anomalousdesign.com and an anomalist is a person who's interested in interesting and challenging cases. So we've been for 25 years dealing with a wide range of different problems in different industries. And that's why I can usually hold a pretty interesting conversation because that, I've done a lot of stuff. So when we're talking problems. We're talking like somebody wants to do something on the internet that maybe hasn't been done yet. They come to you and you're like, can we make this happen? Right. And we handle everything from the planning and business planning phases all the way up to implementation. 
Interesting. So you've been in this game for a long time. 1983. I bought my dad bought me my first computer, Commodore 64. Bam! There wow. you go. Winner, winner, yeah, chicken man. dinner, dog. And I had my first company in 1985. I was writing bullet, helping write bulletin board software for the pre-internet. And I've been I've been on internet board, excuse me, pre-internet bulletin board since '84. Wow. Uh, it, it's it, it's been a wild ride. Along the way, switched from doing you know that kind of tech to getting it a triple major like computer science, physics, and math and wanting to do scientific programming, got published a few times in biophysics and got through my first year of graduate school and said, screw this. I don't want to do physics the rest of my life and got a master's in computer science, ended up in Southeast Asia uh, and met my wife. And I've been in Southeast Asia since 1996. Guys, it's 2020. What does that mean? It's time for American boners for American ladies, or if you're into dudes, American dudes, okay? American boners. Fuck yeah. All right, let's start the New Year's off with a bang. Literally, veiny dicks. That's what we're talking about. That's right. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. <sighs> Guys. Uh, yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> exactly. Blue Chew is Americana. Not this America. America 20 years ago. Chuck Norris America, okay? <laughs> Guys, Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form, okay? A chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. Hell yeah, America, okay? You can take them anytime, anywhere, at night, all the time. Me and Xavier, we play a little thing called Chicken Boner, okay? And that's what we do. We take them and we're like, who's going to be in a weirder moment the next day when that boner shows up, okay? We need a tiebreaker. We're even right now. Yeah, we're even. <laughs> He's going to fucking, what do they call when the girls have a uh, grown-up parties? Quinceaneras or whatever? Quinceaneras. Quinceaneras. <laughs> I, I, I mean, with my parole officer, both of us are rock hard. Who wins? See, I like to just drop one of them into a five-hour energy and then get like five five-hour energies. Just take, and I never know which bottle has it in it. So, Oh, hell yeah, Am I dude. going to the grocery store with a boner? <laughs> am I going to the movies? Am I meeting grandma rock hard? Exactly. Who knows? That's the fun. Play a little chicken boner with your blue chew, okay? The promises and simple. Sign up at bluechew.com. Consult with one of their licensed physicians. Very medical, okay? Trust the science. And once you're approved, you will get your prescription within days, okay? The best part, no lines. All done online, okay? Real quick, real easy. No doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy behind the hot chick who knows that you're getting boner pills. Fuck that, okay? No more, not today, okay? In America, we get chewables that I like to snort, all right? So this is what you're going to do. Blue Chew tablets are made in, in, in the do USA. Do not snort, Blue Chew. <laughs> chewable for a reason. Bluetooth tablets, made, Bluetooth tablets are made in the USA for Americans, for other Americans, okay? It's called Pass It On. It's, it's a little thing called bonus abundance, okay? With Bluetooth everywhere, <laughs> men can help others by getting rock hard and dropping the hammer of the gods on them. And this is what we're going to do, all right? We got a very special deal. 
for you, the swarm, okay? Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code TINFOIL at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping, okay? That's bluechew.com, promo code TINFOIL to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we want to thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this fucking kick-ass episode. So much, it was so much to unpack here, and it's just really interesting. I, do, I don't want to get too much into metaverse conversations because I feel like yeah. we've talked about that a lot on the right. show right now. And I could, you know, I was talking about this on the, the, you know, conspiracy social club. Like, by the time the metaverse is really cooking with gas, where we kind of go from this eight bit that we're kind of dealing with right now to where it's mm-hmm. like the grand theft auto of of the metaverse where it's this next level, I'll be old and in an old home. And that's when I'll be cool with the metaverse. Just throw me in a corner, <laughs> throw some goggles on. Let me, you yeah. know, look like a, you know, at that age of the um, metaverse uh, uh, sounds, uh, sounds cool. You can actually walk perfect. go on rides, go to places, throw me in the corner. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not really that hip on, you know, pure VR. Uh, I know that back in the late nineties, I was telling people in the late nineties that the future was going to be VR. Now that I've seen it and seen that the tech, even though the tech is slicker than it was in the late nineties, it's essentially the same tech it was in the nineties. Right. Uh, I'm more on the augmented reality side. I think augmented reality can be much more helpful than pure VR. And I think that's, that's like the next, the, the next, level of this stuff like right now we're just dealing with vr and everything's boxy you know you you watch red bands late night vr shows he's you know wendy's from you know with big tits and he's just that which is an interesting decision right it's like yeah. it's, it's like why'd you pick a hot chick with big tits as your avatar and bro? his girlfriend's a hot dog <laughs> he's a wild dude man yeah he's, he's he's great i love him the pieces i love him so much but he's unique but I think it's a great time to have a conversation and uh, let's get into what content safe is. And I know what people are like, Oh, is this a giant advertisement for? I'm like, it's not really. I use the product and I I've always wanted to, to have a discussion with you, Matt, about it because I think mm-hmm. it's, it's really great because in this day, what it basically is. And uh, so when, when we do a, a, a podcast, right, we get an f- audio file, right? I don't go to each uh, uh, podcast channel and put up the episode. What what happens is you go to your RSS feed, right? Uh, whatever it is, your base. Is that what's called, Johnny? Like what you would call your... Your podcast host. Your podcast host. Your host, right? Your host. You go there, you upload the vi- the audio, and the audio gets pushed out to all these, whether mm. it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, wherever you listen to Spotify, right? It, it does that for you. I don't think anyone would have the time to put it up to everywhere. And what also happens is that other podcast, what are the, what would you call like Stitcher, a podcast? Platform. Maybe. Platform, okay. They'll pick up your RSS feed and suddenly you're on Podbeam, and you don't even know how you got there, but that's what they do. It's in their best interest to have all the good podcasts on there. So with with the day and age that we're into right now, with with what's going on with YouTube, 
and there's this kind of race to build up multiple sites. I, I think sometimes there's this belief by these sites that there's going to be only one of them. And I think that's a very bad idea. I think mm. even though they all want to be the leader, it is that they, they, they will be much better off uh, with everybody rising, rising as a group together, working with each other. Rockfin works with Odyssey. Odyssey, you know, works with this, you know, uh, Rumble, and then you get right. the float and all these other wonderful places. And so, so what Matt has done, and I'll let Matt take it off over here. He's figured out a way to now, so you upload your video one place, and now it shoots all over the place, and it's a giant leap in content creating in my humble opinion and it's very pertinent right now because we do need so many different uh different mediums and platforms to put out our video if youtube won't let you to thrive and they won't like i watched jimmy door i watched joe rogan they're grandfathered in so he created a host for videos basically nice. yeah so yeah. Matt, uh, let me just finish this point so they you know jimmy door is doing all this wonderful stuff joe rogan is doing all this wonderful stuff YouTube is very scared to kneecap those people because they bring in a lot of views. And if they, then it becomes blatantly honest in the censorship. It's very hard for them to, and this is all this right. part of the thing to demonize Joe Rogan is to make it so people will be okay with them taking them off the platform. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying, you hear Jimmy Dore talk about it all the time. They're going to, they're, they're demonizing him all the time. So if they did clip him, there'd be a bunch of people go, good, glad, glad you're gone. You shouldn't be, you're talking, you're pushing vaccine hesitancy, right? We'll get into that. But it's like, so they're kneecapping people like me that they don't want me to get to that level. I'm not saying I'm, I, I'm, I'm my content's as good as them. I, I, I'm really happy with my content, but they don't want me to get to that level because now they got to deal with me. And Matt has wonderfully solved the issue of trying to upload to all these different places. So Matt, tell us a little bit about what you're doing. Well, I think you hit the nails on the head. All right. Thanks for coming uh, on. Uh, no, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Content Save is a tool for helping content creators get their content out to the variety of platforms that are available now. And the number of platforms just keeps growing every week. Uh, have you guys looked into going to Sovereign, for instance, Ben Swan's uh, platform? I would love that. I'm trying to get us on uh, Alex Jones's too. Like, I'll put it like anybody who wants it, you know, as long as you're not like into some shady you know, Ricky's going up to band.video now. I think it's a great place to do it. And I think, I think that is a sign that Alex Jones has been doing all these podcasts and he realizes the power of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had thought initially years ago, we might want to do our own video platform and that's still not out of the realm of possibility, I guess. But I, what I'm most interested in right now is getting content to these other platforms. And I see what we provide as being not only helpful to the content creator, but also to the platform. Because if you're building a platform, you want to have content on it. And a lot of these guys don't want to have to build all the infrastructure necessary to get content from one place to another. And I, I really think that that's uh, one of the biggest services we offer. Now, the second thing is the anti-censorship aspect of what we do. Uh, we, we're trying to help 
materials stay available on the internet. And to that end, since we're dedicated to adding new platforms all the time, we actually can focus on helping our content creators stay visible. And that's why I, I tend to also think of what we're doing as community building. So the third aspect of this is I do get personally involved as much as I can in the content creators, uh, you know, stuff. I, I try to view the material that my content creators have, although I'm getting so much, I can't view it all now. And I also try to advise some of them that might be a little new to content creation. Like I have a, <clears throat> a new guy I just brought on right before Christmas that is uh, really got big ambitions and he's pumping quite a bit of money into building out a consultation service for people who have questions about COVID and COVID treatments. And he's trying to help them avoid vaccines. Uh, I'm advising him on how to build his website, how to get his material out on the internet, how to market himself. And to that end, you know, we also are partnered with uh, autonomy unlimited and we help them with their back office work. Uh, so anybody who wants a good marketing company and is in the Liberty and Freedom community, Autonomy Unlimited is the people to go talk to. So as you work with these different platforms, you, I'm sure you have to approach that. Do you have to approach them about allowing your services to immediately upload to their websites? Well, it's really hard to distinguish what we do from what our content creators would be doing. So yeah. basically everything's masked. It looks like a user's doing it. Yeah. Oh, that's great, dude. That's great. That's one thing, great. one thing I hate when you upload to YouTube is how long usually it takes to upload or especially for bit shoot. Sometimes it's hours to upload a video. Uh, you guys got that on, on the we, head. We got that. Yeah, and what's beautiful, BitChute is a pain even whenever yeah. you automate it. Uh, though I will say that this last upgrade to BitChute's uh, upload, because they, they, they didn't upload anything else, they didn't fix their crappy search, but they <laughs> did fix their uploader, and their uploader actually works really well now. Because before, they wouldn't tell you why the video wouldn't upload they would just drop it now they at least say hey your video's too big which is interesting because a lot of these companies are on other servers right so mm -hmm. so and servers that some people might be a little nervous about being on right like an amazon server or something like that like right I know this is a lot of inside baseball right now, but I think it's very important. Like, how do you, you deal with that? How do, how do you deal with these, uh, these large files being uploaded to your website constantly and being able to be able to well, pay for the bandwidth to do that? Oh, no, bandwidth, bandwidth is not that expensive, really. I mean, we're talking pennies per gig. Uh, storage is actually the more significant expense. And that's why, uh, at least for some of my initial clients that we use as alphas, uh, we, 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 we archive all their videos for free. And some of you guys who were premier clients uh, that we gave special pricing for, we also archive you guys for free. 
But once we get out of that uh, launching period, we will have to charge for storage because storage is the really expensive part. Uh, but bandwidth? No, bandwidth is cheap. Guys, I want to tell you about my good friends at chemicalfreebody.com. Okay, chemicalfreebody.com is a family-owned coaching and supplements company. I take their supplements. I love them every day, okay? Their products are 100% natural with no toxic binders, fillers, or flow agents, okay? I have been taking them myself for almost two years, which is 100% true. They're awesome, and I get... Personally coached by Tim James, the founder, who is a good friend of mine, okay? Go to chemicalfreebody.com and under the product tab, select saving bundles to get your discount, okay? Grab a bundle that fits your needs and then at checkout, use the code SAM to get an additional 5% off your order. That way you get double the discount, all right? And they have and they have a double your money back guarantee. So Give yourself and your loved ones the gift of health and kick off the new year as healthy as possible. Go to chemicalfreebody.com and use the code SAM to receive 5% off your first order. Enjoy it. So uh, we're here. We're on. What's our who's our provider spectrum, right? Yeah. Is there any way to get out of spectrum and, and not go automatically to another spectrum? Like, so is there, or AT&T, is there any way possible for me to just bypass all them and get right to the internet, whatever that is, and I can just go right on the internet and I have to go on you'd, and deal with it. You, you want a direct fiber be, hookup is what you want. Right. You'd always be dealing with some intermediary, like somebody always owns one of those fiber lines. And like a lot of fiber in the U.S. is owned by Google or Microsoft. Sometimes a city, you can if you're in a city that has set up a, a fiber program, you can get a little more direct access to fiber like that. But it's still, like he said, it's always an intermediary. Yeah. It Is sounds it, like trying to go off the grid. They don't want you to. No, going off the grid what? while yeah. still on the grid. Yeah. That's oh, a, this is something else that I'm interested in. <clears throat> in a locality, like say your, your neighborhood, uh, doing mesh networks yeah. is viable. Right. And I really think we should be thinking seriously about that. Like I was on the road in Indiana a couple of months ago at an Airbnb in the middle of nowhere. And they had fiber a thousand down, a thousand up in the middle of nowhere. Wow. And, I, and I asked this old couple, like, how in the hell did you guys get fiber out here? And they said, we're a part of a co-op. And then they uh, explain that. Well, it's yeah. a it's a group. They share ownership in it, and so it's less profit motivated. You know what I'm saying? It's more like hmm. service motivated. And uh, can anyone do that? I, I don't know. That's that's what I was wondering. Where after because I well dude, in a co op you're going to have to have a group of people uh, b- bound together some in some contract. Yeah, they're so, all in contracts. That's right. At, yeah, yeah I, I've looked at co ops for my contractors as well. Uh, it, it's a good concept. Uh, it's like a step down from a corporation. It's a bit friendlier. So, and I, and I would love to know, what do you think the traction of these new sites are? Obviously, I'm very biased to Rockfin. I work with them. Uh, we host a lot of our shows on there. Uh, we're well, let's, fans. Let's take NewTube. Let's take NewTube, for instance. NewTube is a fairly small group. 
but you can see videos on YouTube that have six or eight thousand views. And I think well, that's a great start. That's not bad. That's a great start. And I think in our 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 this world where we think everything has to be Rogan, and that's nothing against Rogan, but like if you're not getting those views, that's not you know you're not doing anything, dude. I you know when I had a podcast, I got five thousand listens. I was like, you know what, man, like. I didn't appreciate it, but it is a really yeah. gotten 5,000 people to check out on this like completely That's different like, uh, website. The way you make me think about it is like, think about it as a room. Imagine 5,000 people in a room. Yeah. Stop thinking about it as like yeah. one little viewer. Think about these people in the stadium or you're going to do, imagine you're going to do stand up to 5,000 people. Shut up. That's great. Yeah. Depends yeah. on who, who is actually running the podcast. Some, some of those are just 5,000 Chinese people pointing, you know, touching their wow. phones in a room, but. It's people still. I, you know, uh, this is in-house. We have this uh, philosophy. A hundred thousand communities, excuse me, a hundred thousand creators for a hundred thousand communities, which if you take that, that's a hundred thousand squared. It's 10 billion. So it's a community for everybody. I agree with that, dude. I agree with that. And see, our main enemy is mass media. This is the anti-mass media where you're creating different communities and people are getting their information from not just one, you know, one talking source, one source of information, but from a variety of information of sources. And, and I think that that's helpful uh, because it prevents people from being indoctrinated through, you know, mass media. Uh, if you look at the way that, things were structured say 200 or even a hundred years ago you had villages and cities and you had people within that that had their own ideas and these would form communities within that, those regions and it would be very hard to pro propagate some bad idea uh across the world quickly as we've seen in the last two years that a bad idea can really be propagated very fast through mass media you know, you bring up a great point. Uh, you know, it's so in even like you don't even have to go back 200 years ago. Just think of like when the internet started. Like this notion mm -hmm. that like everybody's afraid of siloing people. Oh, I, you know, we're just going to be talking. I'm like, yeah, that was the internet back in the day. If you wanted to go yeah. see somebody, you went to XG's website to find out what XG was doing. You want to see what Johnny's doing? You went to Johnny's website to see what it's doing. Then. MySpace came and it was this giant, like, whoa, everybody in one place, really cool, which it was. And, you know, mm. I, I don't know when things change. I think things change when they start losing the narrative. I when, think the WW, mm -hmm. the WW, whatever.com thing changed when uh, Google, when the engine search came around. Yeah. Because now you just point. went to Sam Tripley. You just type in Sam Tripley, Google, website, MySpace. Instagram all in one spot. I think it was the Yeah, but but the difference is is that every like there was a whole crowd on one site. Right? It's like mm. you had you had, they corralled everybody to one place instead yeah. of literally them all over the place and then we would all meet to watch the news. That was the difference. Mm. Now nobody's watching the news and now these one these tech giants, which I think are just extensions of the U.S. government and, and the 
basically the, uh, the 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 attack of the of the government to bring in the new fascism, which is corporatocracy. I mean, when when you look at BlackRock, literally, it's like ESG. What's the G? They leave out the C, which is corporate governance. They're saying what they mm. want to do. They want the corporations to govern. It's right there. And so so the internet was great for them until it wasn't. And now all of a sudden we got the censorship going right now that is like out of control. But to finish that right. thought is, and then I want to hear it, Matt, about you, about the censorship. Is that this? It's just like, dude, it's okay if there's a billion websites. It's okay. Stop freaking out. You know what it is, man? It's laziness. You just don't want to have to go work to go find the... It's like music is... Everyone cries music sucks out right now. Music is the best it's ever been. There's so yeah. many great bands. Think, and you yeah. can find them. You just got to go and find them. There's multiple that's ways right. to find music now. Yeah, that's absolutely I right. I, I enjoy some of the independent music creators. Man, these are great. They're great musicians, whether they're doing their own stuff or whether they're doing covers. Uh, I, you know, there's this group. Oh, there's a bunch of musicians out of Sweden that are just Crushing. so awesome. Yeah, Frogleap Studio. You know those guys? Nope. Look them up. Frogleap Studio. Uh you should uh, you should see if you could get the guy uh, on there to interview him. He's awesome. He's really good. Well, the world's He's a funny better place too. with Swedish music. That's all I got to say. Uh, hey, man, the Swedes absolutely <laughs> own metal. <laughs> you know, that's where ABBA's from, right? Yes. I went I in ni- tw- 2019. I went to the ABBA Museum in Stockholm. How <laughs> was it? It was interesting. You know, I grew up listening to ABBA just in the background. I'm not really what you call an ABBA fan. I'm more a Meshuggah fan than an ABBA fan. But but Meshuggah is from Sweden. Uh, there, uh, do you guys know Meshuggah, right? No, I don't, but I love the name. Oh, you got to be Yiddish, kidding right? me. Look up Meshuggah. That, they're one of the most awesome. Meshuggah, I mean, is Yiddish for, for like, crazy, I think. Yeah, but... Yeah. I think it's the name of a band, yeah. though. Dude, Frog Leap Studios yeah. is 4.5 million subscribers. They're huge. On YouTube? Like, I hate yeah. when I find out about these bands that I don't know they're huge. Yeah, yeah dude. The, the Frog Leap, the what guy is, is, is absolutely metal? awesome. He's funny. He's multi-talented. You just watch his videos. He's really, really good. Is it metal? What is it? Uh, the, 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 oh, he's a mix. He does pop all the way to metal. I love that. He, he did... He did uh, rat thumb covers. Uh, he's done, you know, uh, really, really good musician. Uh, he also helps other musician creators. Like there, I've forgotten the name of the girl. She's a guitar player and a vocalist that he does videos with her sometimes. She's really good too. Sometimes I look at these people that don't do anything in the, in the conspiracy community, and I'm like, oh, it must be so nice to know you don't have to worry about censorship, right? You just <laughs> upload freely. Oh no. But, they, I think they have to worry about censorship, too, because honestly, it's not only politics that's going on here. It's also just owning the brand. Google wants you to be under contract with them. They want this to be network TV. 
They don't want it to be independent creators. That's, I think that that's always been the plan, but they had to get people on board and the way they got them on board, they couldn't afford to get on contract, all these Mm -hmm. people to make it interesting and bring in the mass of humanity to it. So they had the carrot of, you know, you can make money on ad revenue if you come here and do your cat video. And then they're going to, they're going to slowly kill off. They're going to slowly try to kill off independent creators. And I think they're not going to be able to do it because it's shown that the independent creator model really works very, very well. I mean, well, that was the goal back then was to start a YouTube channel and make money off of it. Now, if you ask me, I'm like, you don't make money off of YouTube. You got to get some other That's shit. Right. So if you're a person starting off, you're like, well, then why would I go to YouTube? That's mm-hmm. that is the question. I literally tell people, I'm like, we don't make money off YouTube. I'm telling you right now, people are like, how much does YouTube pay you? That's instantly what people want to ask me. I'm like, it's not YouTube. I First of all, are, some people do. We don't. There are some people making a lot of money on YouTube, but their 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 content is a certain thing. Oh, it's got to be the narrative. And I wonder, in my personal opinion, how much of this is Google wanting it to be network versus these studios watching for the longest time YouTube stealing their their market and them pounding on and, and, and using politicians well, and all these uh, people. You know, I, I, honestly, I, I don't know, <laughs> Sam. I, I think that the studio boards are also on the board of Google. So it's, they don't really care whether the studio survives. They just want to keep control of the, the media. And, and that's a, that's a big thing I want to get into right now. Uh, one thing is dead internet, but before we get into dead internet, I want to, I want to ask you like, is this like an, a historical moment with Dr. Robert Malone being deplatformed i feel like that like alex jones getting deplatformed was a very big deal but there was like there's two sides of it you know and some people see what i see this on two levels i I, sam i really see this on two levels there is the level of censorship and then there's the level of uh awareness in the intellectual community see the level of awareness pre 2020 was really bad. It was horrible. What do you mean by awareness? Uh, what aware I mean, awareness, what? I mean, awareness of how bad this problem was with, 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 uh, censorship. censorship. Yeah. Okay. You know, how, you know, what are the actors like in the world? What are, what are corporations after in 2018, 2019, I would hear guys, even in the Liberty community who would say, uh, you know, Google, uh, Google's not going to keep doing this because it's bad for their business model. And, and people would come onto the show and say, Hey man, no, no, no. The business model is control, but it isn't letting you speak. Right. And you know, the, the host would be like, Oh no, 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 that's, that's counter. And that's just not, doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any business sense. Well, the same thing could be said about the intellectual community in the world, the people like the Malones and the Weinsteins and all of these guys. If you brought up anything about, you know, like, no, this is looking like they're going to clamp down on all of us. They say, Oh no, 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 no. That's just crazy talk. Well, now I think the seminal interview 
was Weinstein Kirsch Malone back last year, say April, May, something like that, where you got Weinstein to finally admit that there was a problem with the vaccine program. And from that moment forward, what we're seeing is an increasing number of intellectuals in the world being willing to say, hey, you know what? This doesn't look right. And to the point that people like Malone and Zarenko, Zelenko, you know, Zelenko, the, the, the Jewish doctor that did the hydrochloroquine uh, treatments. At yeah, the I've seen that guy on, in the videos. And he's pretty brave. Well, the, for saying that in oh. Israel, right? Uh, yes. And he was like speaking before the Hasidic uh, elders of the Hasidic community and advising them not to vaccinate their, their children and, and, and their community. Um, Zelenko is to the point that he is saying that there is a nefarious plan. Well, who in the intellectual community would have even uttered the words nefarious plan three years ago not a single one because they would be afraid they'd be laughed out of the room the, the level of awareness amongst that type of people has just only begun to open up uh you, you you've got books about fauci now uh you've got all of these things that Guys like us that have been following the conspiracy world yeah. for decades. Yes. Yes. You, yeah, you got mainstream academics are saying, yeah, you know what? It looks like it's probably true. I mean, they're not all David Icke yet, but. <laughs> Which is a really interesting thing because now, I, I mean, like. So, you know, I'm going to have on, uh, uh, con on this conspiracy social club. Tomorrow or whenever this comes out could be today. Uh, Monica Perez from the Propaganda Report because she's really good. She, you know, she. I don't think she get her and Bradley Binkley to get uh, enough credit for uh, what great research they do on their show, the Propaganda Report. Uh, but she's always been telling me, like, dude, all this is part of the plan, and like this, this kind of like. It, it, and when you when you take this kind of view of that, it's kind of weird to watch them almost like they're tr they're begging us to take out Fauci. Like they just keep making these crazy weird stories, and for some right. reason, it's just there's no traction on it. And it's not that people love Fauci because I don't have anyone going Fauci. I, I don't hear that narrative anymore. I just think people are more dug into the war of a vax versus what they perceive as unvax and Fauci need, does not matter to them anymore. They're no longer taking his lead and CNN, which nobody listens to is the one pushing it. They're so anchored in. They're the one pushing him. Mm -hmm. They're so anchored in to their ego is so deep into, we got to get vaccinated that it's more about being right than doing right. Well, the reason we can't hate oh, him is because mm -hmm. he's actually, you feel like he's doing something good. He thinks he's doing something good. He does. No, I, I, he does. That's what he's presenting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't he's think. He, yeah. He I know he's exactly not. But, he's but to like your grandma, he's like, you can't hate him. He's actually doing good. Even if she doesn't believe in vaccines. But I, what I'm telling you is like most, if you ask people on the left, the biggest Fauci, right? Like, you know, he tried. That's what they'll say. I don't think anyone thinks he's a good guy anymore, but they, they don't care. Yeah. No, like. They uh, don't. I don't think, uh, I don't think the guy was ever a good guy. 
I don't either. I think he's a giant piece yeah. of shit from back to AIDS, yeah. and we can get into that. That's a whole different like, discussion. But, would you say they hit they hit yeah. a Gavin Newsom more than Fauci here in Cali? Like I saw people, <laughs> well, I saw closer. people, I saw people closer, outside stores right? telling me to sign this paper to get Gavin Newsom out at every store that I went to. Stater Brothers, Albertsons. <laughs> as much as we hate Fauci, there's not one person out there be like, can we get rid of him? Because he's just doing what he's supposed no, to do. They're, they're, the, the people in the center and to the right are calling for him to step down. The left won't do it. They won't do it. It's the same reason they won't call out Hillary. It's because th their ego won't allow them to admit it. Now, what I will tell you is that on the right, I'm seeing more and more people question the validity of what Trump was. And Yes. And... Mm -hmm. uh, I, I just see it. There's more people going, he did this, did this, do this. That interview with Candace Parker, I think that either he's doing it purposefully to get like the people who love the vaccine to try to turn to anti-vaccine, which is you talk to the people who are in the queue forever. That's <laughs> their big belief. Yeah. Yeah, or he's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. he's another mm -hmm. fucking puppet being played and he's got to push this thing too. Uh, I mean, I I've never been a fan of Trump. Uh, I, I was actually, I was dumbfounded that he won the 2016 election because I was just assuming Hillary would win. Uh, and I'm not a fan of Hillary for sure. Uh, I'm as anti-establishment as you can get. And, but I did for that some period. And I was like, well, maybe there are some benefits to this guy being in office. But then once this whole thing happened with the pandemic, that's when I was like, no, I really do think this guy is just part of the plan. <laughs> he's Godzilla. He's, a, uh, he's Godzilla. If you were to ask yeah. me, I think he's a different crime organization. I don't think he's. Oh, I don't think uh, no, he's the George I, I'm, I'm Bush. I'm completely plan. on the same. I am completely on the same page with you on that. And that's what I've said since 2016 to my family. I said, these are warring factions within the establishment looking for who's going to take control. And you got the the Klaus Schwab sort of George Soros group that are more EU centric, and then you've got these other more American centric sort of guys that uh, none of them are good guys. They're all bad guys. Yeah, they're all bad. Uh, would all would bad you guys. say that we uh, we go back to two two term presidents ever again, or you think it'll be one? Because I mean, Biden ain't gonna win again. Well, I mean, they, Trump were saying, lost. Dude, they were saying that about, I, I, about Obama. He was going to be a one-term president. And they got, I mean, do you have any faith that he actually won this election? I mean, Johnny, no. do you have any no, faith I that have he zero, won? No, I have zero faith that, that Biden won the election. Zero. He did not win that election, period. Nobody liked him. Uh, even amongst the Democrats, nobody liked him. Yeah, I know. I have relatives who are Democrats that they would vote for a stump if it had Democrats. Yeah, I mean, like, again, going <laughs> but, back to... What you're talking about, go on. Sorry, man, I'm cutting you off. My apologies. I have a lot of coffee. No, no, no problem. Uh, you know, I, I know that there were definitely people who did vote for him, but 80 million more than Obama. Oh, come on. I know they hated Trump, but I honestly, I honestly think that there weren't really that many hardcore Trump haters. I, I think there, there were some, obviously, but a lot of people just... They just mouthed the words, oh, that's a terrible president, and then they just went on with their lives. Uh, that uh, That's not to say Trump was great. The economy was good, but, oh, you know, in dude. my in my in my business where we outsource, uh, our best business is whenever a Democrat's in office. 
Yeah, 100%, dude. Gun sales go up. All that stuff goes up. Everything like all the all the like doomsday prepper stuff go up with hundred percent, dude. And listen, man, you you would have to convince me that every that b- voting for Biden was the only time going woke doesn't go broke. Okay, because literally <laughs> everything else that ever goes woke gets no traction. But you're telling me that this hatred of Trump, right, was so big that it never, ever, ever showed its face in any other form before this election. Meaning there was, even if you go by that MSNBC had its golden era during that thing, Mm -hmm. there still wasn't enough people watching it to warrant 80 million people. There just weren't. Even when MSNBC was at its height, it was still getting its dick kicked in by Fox News. And that is not a pro-Fox News statement because I remember the Fox News from the weapons of mass destruction. They can suck my dick too, okay? (laughs) So it's like, I'm not going to sit there going, oh yeah, Tucker Carlson, he cares for us. They're all fucking garbage, bro. You're getting a paycheck for the same fucking people yeah i i agree i agree uh and you know i was just talking to i every week i talk to my nephews in the states just to keep up with family news and i asked the youngest one i'm like do you watch the news and he said honestly no i said good don't watch it (laughs) because it's poison media is poison and uh the other thing I would point out is we'll never be rid of CNN or MSNBC because they're the people backing them. It's uh, it's a mechanism for them. So they just p- keep pumping money into it. And if it ever got that, their audiences shrank below 500,000 people, or if they shrank down to 200,000 people, they just changed their model of how they produce they no longer have office buildings and they would just go to having some condominium and some commentator just like the rest of us. And they'd have 200,000 followers. Am I making sense? You are. There's no way you're getting rid of these guys. Which is what I want, which is kind of leads us into this dead internet thing that I wanted to talk to you about. Mm. Cause I think it's very important. So, so this graphic came out, which stated that Joe Rogan on average, and I, I don't even think, and I, I think that number's low. Gets 11 mm-hmm. million views per episode, right? Wow. Then, wow. Johnny, if you could look at our XG, could you do yeah. something, please? Uh, <laughs> look it up. <laughs> Can you look up that? And it goes, um, it goes, you know, JRE, 11 million. The next one's Tucker Carlson. I think he's about four. And then the next three are Fox News. And then the bottom is all MSNBC. Right? You, did you post it? Uh, I didn't post it. Posted everywhere. Just you know, yeah. Joe. Just look up Joe Rogan versus uh, uh, Legacy Joe. Media, uh, and so I go, man, this is really interesting because if these numbers are real, and I don't even believe any of the MSNBC numbers, I, I think those involve <clears throat> airports and, and senior citizens' homes and, and hotel lobbies. That's what I honestly believe. Uh, you know, there are people in their older ages, like I'd say 40 and up, that maybe 30 and up, 35 up, that's still here and there checking on cable news. But I think even they're, they're sick and tired of it. 
So the question becomes, you know, because what, and I've talked about this, like authenticity is going to be the currency of the future, in my humble opinion. And we're seeing it right now. It's like, why, why are these shows coming out that are so obviously cultural Marxism failing? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Can you show that, Johnny? Failing miserably, right? You know, because you instantly can tell when it's not authentic. So my question to you, and I think I have an answer, but I'd love to hear your answer, is I don't think they can throw money at this. Because the because it's not it's not the people necessarily, but it, it is the message that rings hollow. Right. I don't think it matches experience. And and you know what percentage of society actually buys in to cultural Marxism? Well, we're here. It's more. yeah. It, it's insignificant. There aren't really that many people who buy into the idea. That's why I know the riots caused billions of dollars of damage, but that's just a testimony to how much damage you can do if you disable people stopping you from doing damage. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point of looking at. I personally think that that places like Facebook, Twitter, okay, YouTube, this was the new legacy media that they didn't, mm-hmm. that they did sneaky blue check mark people right so now right so you would have rachel maddow you know just spew stupid they would cut it up and they would put it on the internet and all the blue check marks would just retweet it and that was how they started to disseminate their their propaganda but now even that has been completely Doesn't annihilated work. and a blue check mark oh and maybe it's just me i'd love to hear from you guys and you've said it's just me but now I see a blue check mark. I'm more hesitant to buy into what you're saying because I go. Whenever you see, whenever you see fact checker, you mean you don't glow with confidence that the person's <laughs> telling you the truth. I've waged a year war against Brian Callen about that, and he's finally coming to grips with that. This isn't even real. But how do they? How do they? Do how do they? How do they get the message back while still being authentic? I don't see how they, I mean, I'm sure they're figuring out and there's think tanks trying to work on it, but I don't know how you do it. Well, to be honest, if you want to take the more extreme viewpoint, and I'm not saying that this is necessarily what I believe, but uh, if you take, say, Cliff High's view, that the original plan was to kill a lot of people with the vaccine or with the actually with COVID, and that they were actually going for the nuclear option and it failed. So they are in a real pickle right now. I mean, Cliff's more optimistic, I think, than many. But uh, uh, am I, I making sense? Yeah. That, that this has been a, a whole series of failures. Or another way, think about uh, Obama 2012. Uh whenever he started doing all this crazy stuff with transgenders and unisex bathrooms and all that, when nobody was asking for any of this, do you think maybe they thought that the culture had reached the point that it could accept all of those things and that everything would just roll forward naturally? I, I remember thinking in 2012, like whose plan was this? 
this doesn't really seem like the the world is like really like begging for transgenderism and uh, unisex bathrooms. It seems like we had a lot of other things to worry about, uh, especially after the 2008 financial crisis, right? Well, it sounds so just like pushing I, I think trans have a lot more bigger problems to worry about yeah. than than drag yes. queen story hour. <laughs> they just want to live their yeah. lives, man. I, you know, I, I have trans friends. I, I talk to them all the time. They just want to be able to live their life, pay their bills. And you've got this kind of conformist, opportunist group just doing crazy stuff, saying crazy shit purposefully to cause chaos. Well, it's just like Latin, it's just like Latinx. No one's asking for it, except yeah, for them. Right. It's the same <laughs> thing. No one's asking for it. And the only reason we notice it now is because even us Mexicans, and you know us, are like, who the fuck likes that yeah, shit? Yeah, Mexican, yeah. Latin, Latino, yeah. Latina, See, or that's the, it. I, I'm completely with you on this. Uh, the communities, like, say, here in Southeast Asia, the LGBT community generally was pretty well accepted. Nobody, there was no real problem with them they just said as long as you do your thing over there we do our thing over here we're cool right right but then when people start jamming it down your throat and say we're gonna we're gonna pass laws saying that you have to accept our lifestyles or you'll won't be able to work you know it's like well wait a minute we were leaving you alone was that not enough <laughs> no 100 well that is whole thing like i asked this everybody like Tell me what is the goal line of equality? What is it? What does it look like to you? Tell me when you're waking up and you're battling the forces of evil, what does this look like to you? And to me, you until know, they me, have an answer on that, they don't get to participate in, I, the, in policymaking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's how it should be. Right. Until they have an answer exactly. for that question. Exactly. Exactly. I think you're right. They shouldn't be able to participate until they can answer that question. And for my answer to the question is, as long as you leave me alone, go ahead. Just leave me alone. And, and uh, go on, Matt. Sorry. Well, I mean, it's nice to be able to have a discussion. Uh, like to look at uh, maybe the most kind of cringy a little bit, but the discussion between Dave Rubin and Ben Shapiro, well, a couple years ago, uh, that the two could actually have a civil conversation and disagree over something that was very personal to Ruben. Uh, and Ruben wasn't like ready to kill Shapiro. Uh, and Shapiro wasn't going to bad mouth Ruben. Uh, they just disagreed on lifestyle and come on, let's get real. It's an adult adult behavior is you can disagree with someone yet be peaceable and do business with them. That's what? adult. That's being an adult. One of my best friends hit me up the other day and he was like, I hadn't talked to him in a while and I love him with all my heart. I'm not going to say what his name is because, you know, that's, it's a personal, you know, he doesn't, I, I love him. That's not the point of the story, but he was like, yeah, I'm reading this book about January 6th and the, you know, and, and how there was almost a coup d'etat and I couldn't be more 180 from that. But right. I didn't fight with him. I, I, my, my friendship with him is way more important than, than winning a conversation. But I don't think the internet is about that, about kumbaya, about getting along. I think that there's very, there, as great as the internet is, it's also ushered in a lot of dark, dark stuff. 
And one of it is, is a mechanism in which to get us all to fight with each other. And a part of that is, and I don't know if you, the listeners have heard this, but there's a lot of great videos on it and it's called the dead internet. And Mm. this wonderful, like these videos are so well done and it really breaks down about how so much of the profiles and people that you interact with on the internet aren't even real people. And they're mm-hmm. just there to muck it up. Matt, what are your thoughts on the dead internet? I, I've been wanting to do an episode on this I, forever. I, I think I've dealt with uh, over, because I've been involved in the internet since it went public. Uh, like 1993 was my first time dealing with search engines, primitive ones. And so I've been in this game since the start. And I can tell you from firsthand experience that these things are true. They're absolutely true. There are fake personalities out there. There are, and you know, sometimes it took me, literally, some of these are quite good. It took me years to figure out, you know what? That person I interacted with is not what they said they were. They're they're something else. They're disinformation. And of course, I probably, if you ask me in court to prove that, I, I couldn't prove it. But some of these guys are really, really, really good at giving you a fake persona. I totally agree with that. So there's a, there's different aspects of this dead internet. Uh, you brought up, we can get in social media, then we'll get into Google. Because I, I'm kind of following along a line of this dead internet video I watch. And I'm going to include the link to that because it was so well done. Yeah, and- I, I, I haven't watched that. And I'll, I'll use post it somewhere and I'll watch it. But, you know, my own experience dealing in a variety of different communities over the last 25 years is that I've watched people move from one community to another and how they become influencers within each community as they move. So I do think there are people out there, whether they're doing it grassroots and I think that's possible, but there are people who do it for their own jollies. And then there are other people who are paid to yes. do it. Yes, yes. And that's what I want to get into, okay? Uh, this is what mm. I want to get into is about how so much of what we, what the internet is about is about, one, collecting your data, and two, kind of loose jacking, Right? And a great example that I've talked about before is the is the website Ashley Madison. To give you an understanding, then we'll bring it into social. I've heard of it. Yeah, that was the big data breach thing, right? Right. Mm-hmm. It was a big data breach thing, and it was about a basically a website where married people could go and cheat. Yeah, you'd fuck other married people. Yeah, right. Yeah. So uh, there was a data breach. Uh, information came out, and they found out there. I forget the number, but it was roughly around like three hundred thousand men were on there, and like. 5,000 women, right? But they mm-hmm. found that many of the women, many times women came on the website, then left instantly, and they zombified their profiles, and they would keep them going, interacting with men, so men would keep subscribing and thinking there's a chance for action. Do you remember if they were bots okay. or if they were people hired by them to, to interact? Do you remember that? I don't remember that. I don't remember the specific, but I think they're both. You know, from, 
from a technical standpoint, you could get someone, uh, get the hook in their mouth if they're a bot. Yeah. Yeah. But if be... you wanted to sustain a conversation, they have to be a human. I think you're right. Yeah. And, and that's just what happens. And that, that is a giant issue on Twitter. And I think that's the one reason that I love Instagram over Twitter is because it's really hard to fake a profile on Instagram, right? It's really hard because you, first of all, number one way is if they talk shit on your comment section and then their, their profiles block, like, you know, private time. That, yeah, it's private. like, oh, dude, mm -hmm. you're a fake one because they don't want you to see that there's nothing there. You know, it's very hard to fake a person through pictures because you'd have to have 90 pictures. And then they always try to do a hot chick, right? So and it's like you go to this, you go to their page and it's like, I'm super hot, but I have a thousand followers and 20 pictures. You're like, what chick do you know that's that hot has 20 pictures of herself? <laughs> Zero. Uh -huh. It's not real, but it's yeah. there to entice you and have you interact with them. Mm -hmm. That is so many of these blue check mark people on Twitter aren't real people. You've gotten that mm -hmm. th that DM, right? You want the blue check mark? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. That, that, that is that possible? I just said, uh, do you think is it that easy to get to though? Well, yeah, I know Johnny's gotten it, but that's what they do. They create so people somehow and they have a lot of time on their hands. They'll they'll find a brand new like. Twitter account that has like a thousand people one day. And then the next day they'll go back. It will have 157,000 followers and a blue check mark. And you're like, how the fuck does that happen? Well, I mean, Johnny knows mm -hmm. there's like a lot of rappers or people or clout people that chase and they'll have three posts, but a hundred thousand subscribers and they're real subscribers. Yeah. I'm like, how did you just with three posts? It takes more than three posts. Yeah. I don't know if they go delete it, pay for it. Johnny's seen it. I well, know you Johnny's can buy, seen it. Yeah. You mean you can buy followers. They're mostly dead followers. So they're not. Yeah. They're, they're not real. Yeah. And you can also <laughs> now. I do know. I mean, I have some experience with Twitter assigns people for verification to different newspapers and TV stations and stuff. And then every year, month, let's say they talk to human resources and they say, Hey, who are the new people on the list? And, and they get verified. Now I know that's part of how it happens because that's how I got verified back when I worked in newspapers. I've always knew you were suspect, but that's, I know that's one way, but I, and I'm sure there are people assigned to, Maybe the government. You got to be able to example. buy it. And well, the government sends over, you know, let's say, you know that that was, uh, what's that? Uh, you've, you've interviewed him, uh, the uh, Indian American oh, MIT yeah. guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dr. Shiva talked yeah. about that. How they discovered yeah. there was a connection between the Massachusetts government and Twitter. And they were able to censor people. And, stuff. and that's what we're talking about. Dude, I say it all the time. Dude, fascism is not going to be come here in the form of a dude with a bad fucking mustache. It's going to show up in the form of fucking boardrooms, man. Yeah. That's where yeah. it's coming. So so then you would have these guys, the these, these and I could just come from a, a comic point of view, right? You would have these comedians that would show up, do shows, couldn't sell a ticket, but you go to their social media, 3,000 retweets, 5,000 likes, and it would all be on the most ridiculous shit. And what the d dead internet is, is the theory is, is that these, these 
tech companies make people who say stuff they approve of more popular and they throttle the people who who say stuff they don't like i mean you've said well, it before you know, on uh you've said it before on uh tiktok they have 300 million subscribers of views and you're like but no one knows you yeah you like i have a buddy of mine he's like yeah i got i got 400 million views i'm like you should be able to sell out the fucking staple center right now <laughs> you know guys one of the things i've done because i i sometimes lurk on uh, freelance sites because interestingly is enough that, is that you saying you like porn <laughs> no no that, that that's that was, not the same thing it sounds like uh, something you say to your wife <laughs> yeah i was on some freelance uh, sites yeah, freelance yeah you know you know like upwork or you know yeah. those places like yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. uh <laughs> uh and what i've noticed is that there are guys there who are like selling, you know, upvotes or comments or even subscribers to people. Now, what if you wanted, if you were a company like Twitter and you wanted to offer that to people, but you didn't want to make it official? Oh, interesting. Dude. Interesting. A disclose, like a disclosure no, sign. Third sometimes. party. That true that you can do it through third party, give them oh. access to be able to do that. And, and then, you know, you get, they get some money and they get to do something through a back door like that. Cause I've wondered, cause you can, you, they say you can pay, pay for a blue check mark, but I'm like, do you know someone on Twitter? Like, well, how are you, you getting me this blue check mark? Could that, you pay to get your, mm. could you pay to get your account back? Ooh. If somebody's like, I can guarantee you, you get your account back. How much Bitcoin like, How you giving these guarantee? people? Maybe it's because, and I thought like, what a great way. If you got somebody in at Instagram or Instagram itself is like, dude, just go with these people and just tell them like, we'll give them back if they pay a certain fee. That's how they guarantee it. Could be. It would, it could work that way. Uh, no reason why it couldn't and like uh, getting uh, uh, verified followers. I almost got hired by a guy to help build a system that used these racks of SIM cards. And you could have like 500 SIM cards in a single rack. And he was Whoa. using them for Instagram verifications. Interesting. Fake accounts. Yeah. So let's say following stuff in the freelance community you can see all sorts of interesting stuff out there that people are wanting to hire someone to do well myspace it was perfectly acceptable to buy followers there were there were people who set that up and you're like hey i'll help you get a but i have a system but they were basically getting these people i mean it was the word on the street that maybe certain, some certain comic maybe had someone like should make a cryptocurrency them. based on that interesting <laughs> sounds like you got a new project coming out but if you go to these super hot chicks right they always seem to have the exact same number of followers it's either it's either three hundred thousand or like seven hundred thousand or then it's either 1.8 or 1.5 or 1.8 i guarantee you yeah. they're going to people just to buy views. Cause if you're an Instagram model slash model slash, let's face it, escort, why do you give a shit? If your if your followers are fake or not, you want to give the appearance of your popular. So 
a rapper asked you to be in his video. Some Saudi prince asked you to come to, to Saudi Arabia so he could give you a, a, a porta potty, right? I mean, just what they do. Yeah, because she's not selling content. We need it because we sell content. We're like, look at these people. They interact with our shit. She just needs people to. Dude, when you see your favorite video vixen in anything on the internet saying I'm in Saudi Arabia, just know what she's there for. Or, or every time you see your one of your homegirls on the yacht, she did something to get on the yacht. Yeah, nobody gets on the yacht unless they're getting weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. But it, but all that stuff is done to create the illusion that this way is people like and this way people don't like. So, you know, pulling around back to Robert Malone, right? So Robert mm-hmm. Malone gets his Twitter taken down. And it's no longer about misinformation at all. It's not about that. It's really just about now. And you hear Ethan Klein got his dick kicked in talking, making fun of Rogan, right? And it's not even about misinformation and medical misinformation. Now the goalpost has moved and it's vaccine hesitancy. Mm. Which has been the whole thing from the beginning. Well, Most of them had told you, go talk to your doctor. No one's, t- like, not even us told you, don't do it. What is it? Go talk to your doctor. No, but dude, but the truth of the matter is, is like they've always been telling us to go and and trust the science. Trust doctors. And here you go. We talked about earlier with Matt. He was talking about more and more people are coming out because I think it's safe, dangerous now. Right? It's like mm-hmm. enough people are talking about it. Right, you see a lot of these content creators, comedians who are seen as edgy. They talk about stuff that's acceptable to talk about that moment, because now mm-hmm. everybody's talking about how mandates are stupid, masks are stupid. There's enough evidence out now. Doctors are coming forward because it's not like, dude. There's so many of them. Are you going to get rid of everybody? You can't do that. That's a good thing, though, right? No, it's great. It's just I wish mm-hmm. they would have done it earlier, but I, I understand. Yeah, Not you know, th- this is something I've struggled with for the, the last two years. There were things I knew in March or February of 2020 that were absolutely not true. But it took I, it took two years for it to become common knowledge that those things were not true. And the whole time I was screaming, this isn't true. Why do you guys keep saying this is your words? Well, because it's what they say on television. Yep. Uh, right. Well, and but people had to experience firsthand why it's not true, and that takes time for that to percolate its way across. Even with the internet, it takes a good two years for it to make it to the edges of the world that people are like, "Oh, you know what? Maybe this isn't a good idea." Maybe we should be questioning this. <laughs> I totally agree. Uh, and, you know, Michael Crichton, I was going to say this earlier. Michael Crichton, before he died, said that the Internet could be the death of humanity because of the ability to propagate bad ideas quickly. Yep. Yep. I totally see that happening. So, so now you got guys, doctors being labeled as misinformation. Okay, now it's not even about what facts are. It's about are you for our team? Are you against our team? But I've always said, Mm -hmm. like, everybody gets exposed. You get exposed for who you are. Authenticity is real. 
And, you know, mm-hmm. you got so many people, particularly on the left, and, the, you know, Jimmy Dore was talking about it. He was like, they're called lockdown lefts who are pro-lockdown, pro-vaccine mandate, cry about, you know, that they're being called Nazis, and they have a problem with that, even though they're perfectly fine with violating the Nuremberg Code, which is like you cannot be forced against your will to take an experimental... <laughs> To, to, to the point of saying they should repeal the Nuremberg Code. Like, but let's say everyone gets woke, right? And we all understand that this shit was all bullshit. Not Is woke. anyone woke's you know, the wrong well, yeah, word. Yeah, everyone but, awakes. Yeah. Do you think anybody will do time? Just like everything no, else? No, do you think no, everyone's going to walk no. out like, oh, here, I'm done? Yeah. Uh, you know what? He, here's my answer to that. I, I got two answers. One, they will say, we never forced you to do anything. You did it. At, you did it voluntarily. Don't accuse us of, of violating the Nuremberg Code. And you know what? To a lot, to a large extent, that is true. Technically, they didn't come and knock down your door and force inject okay. you. What they did pr- put every sort of psyop on your mind yes. to try to convince you. I'd better go ahead and do it. That's been very much the case in Southeast Asia. In fact, you know, uh, a leader here will say something crazy like, we're going to come and force vaccinate everybody. And then his Department of Justice will say, "Ah, the president was being a little bit hyperbolic. Yes, we have no right to do that. We can't really do that. And Biden did exactly the same thing. He did exactly the same thing. Everybody in the company, over 100 employees, must be vaccinated or they cannot work. Well, we're going to leave it up to the states. Yeah. So a lot of this has been psyop. And no, no one will no one will be punished for this. Oh. I don't even think Fauci will be punished for this, despite what comparing it to the Spars document and the character in the Spars document. But You know, it, it's very interesting because, you know, they, they have a term now for it. It's called mass hypnosis. Right, mm. which is psyops. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Or uh, high impact events, which are terms can quote unquote conspiracy theorists have been using since forever, and like it just right. becomes again. I even Robert Malone, who I have a lot of respect for, I would love to know why. Okay, why are we making gene therapy? Like, why are we developing this? Right, that's a question I really have to ask, and I'm sure he'll be. Well, they wanted to implement it a different way because there are yeah. so many side effects of vaccines. So I'll respect that, right? But it's like, it's like, why are you making up a new term? Because there is a term for it, and people have been talking about it forever. Psyops, intelligent agencies have been running these forever. Because if you say the word psyop, that says. The conspiracy theorists were right. Your conspiracy uncle, your conspiracy coworker, your conspiracy boyfriend was fucking right the whole time. So instead of admitting that on a very large level, we got to change and we got to come up with a brand new word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. You're right. That, but then, you know, uh, there's a lot of nastiness that happened with Google and taking and moving even that word into the crazy bin. Yeah. I mean, 100%. It is a trigger word because it's, it's real. And like, there was a great, there was a great meme out there that said they only needed fact checkers 
when the truth started coming out, right? I mean, we yeah. never saw fact checkers before, before this narrative versus reality started. Oh, well, I mean, you, you had, uh, what was that uh, cat guy? Uh, the uh, one that had the uh, Snopes? Snopes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but wasn't he doing but, like yeah, but that wasn't Kim Kardashian get her ass done stuff like that? Yeah, was, but well, the, you know, it, go go ahead. That's not the government, technically, or acting like they know. It was some guy that did a thing, and you would believe him or not. Some of it was real. Eventually, we'd be like, no, but it was just some random guy. You'd take it for whatever it was. Now this is a government, or you're assuming it's someone that actually did some research, read a book, and said no, and then they throw these articles at you because those, those fact checkers, if you click on it, they're long. I'll give it to them. It's not just some little, some of them are like article on article on how to prove you wrong. And it seems like it just makes it seem like they did some research instead of what's right. most was just some dude. But I, but I, I can't say this about all the fact checks, but I do know that some of the people who've explored these fact checks say that a lot of the articles have nothing to do with the position mm -hmm. that, that they're, that they're fact checking and that they're just trying to use a wall of text yeah, so you don't read it. Just, yeah, so you don't read it. You just right. give up and be like, "Oh, they did the research. I'll believe them." That's what it is. It's a lot of bullshit. I'm like, what, "How did you prove this wrong?" And it's article on article, just like look mm -hmm. at look at this. You know, and, um, and see that that ultimately though has a limited shelf life, and at some point, people start to say, "I'm not even going to pay attention to the fact checker because I, I learned what the trick was." And again, it takes six months a yeah. year or two years for that to kind of work its way out in yeah. society that oh, oh this don't 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 read the fact checkers because they're 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 lying to us i, I totally Sorry. agree with that i totally agree with that and it just be like my brother who i love with all my heart sent me an article and because uh, we were arguing about uh real estate going up and i believe that blackrock has a big part of that they're buying up uh, all the property in in America at twenty percent above its value because they're using Fed money that the the BlackRock runs. And he sent he sent me an article, and the title of the article is "BlackRock is not to blame for the for the high prices of real estate." Which and that says that title knows you're not going to read this article. It just, that's what they want you to leave away with. And so you can just regurgitate that to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But, and again, though, at some point they stumble over that someone manages to prove to enough people that, that the fact checker was incorrect. And all it takes is one lying fact checker to be demonstrated to discredit 80% of the others. So I think we're kind of reaching peak skepticism where you're getting that 70% of uh, humanity to say, hey, this is nonsense. And then the other 30%, which is completely brainwashed, that will, you, there's, not, there's no way that you're ever going to get you to, change, to get to change their minds. They're, they're I, just going to be I almost don't want to. I want them to take a oh. million boosters. Just light yourself <laughs> up, bro. I'm tired of being well, in fucking bumper the bumper traffic and look over some dudes driving a fucking Prius in a spacesuit because he doesn't want to get a fucking virus that has a 99.6% fucking survival rate. So I don't need yeah. more of them. How great was it yeah. when COVID was mid-action? What does that mean? Like when mid-lockdown? How good was yeah. traffic? No traffic oh, at all. You could get, you could get, I, you could get everywhere. You could go everywhere from LA, from tip top to LA in twenty minutes. Yeah, you're like this pandemic wow. ain't that bad, dog. <laughs>
no kids going to school. It was empty. The threes were empty. Uh, did, did you guys hear about the insurance company numbers that came out this week? Yep. From uh, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that there are other ones corroborating it. That what death is up what, or like death for 40 to 40 to 55% up on ages 18 to 64. Damn. Yeah. And what people will do is they'll blame it on Corona and not this rollout of vaccines. So I went on a buddy's <laughs> show. They ambushed me and they wanted to make it about one thing, but it was really about the vaccine. And I, I love them. I, I, I'm not happy with how they talk to me on the show, but I do love them. And, uh, you know, because I think they were getting scared because like they're being told they took something and maybe it's not the best idea for them. But, you know, one of the guys yeah. on there was like death in America was up three, 300,000. And I go, bud, and I'm not going to say his name because, I, I, you know, everybody's moved on. But that's a lie. When it was just about coronavirus and we didn't have the vaccine. That didn't statistically jump to a point where we should have shut down the, the world. It just didn't happen. And now we're seeing an increase because of what? Mm -hmm. Vaccines and boosts. They, it's just true. You want to get, don't call me vaccine fucking, don't call me anti-vax. You want to get the vax? Get the vax. I don't care. Just don't tell mm -hmm. anybody they have to get the vax. Yeah, that's been my whole argument the whole time. If you want to inject an experimental substance into you, I have at it. Uh, for the people that uh, I value, uh, I wish you wouldn't, but I'm not going to try to stop you from doing it. Can't say that. A lot of the a lot of the people that I know who went ahead and did it, they knew I had been talking about the whole thing six months before it started before the word mandatory started to be floating around, I was like, Hey, you know what? This doesn't look good. You might want to wait a year or two and see how this plays out before you do that. They went ahead and did it. Well, you know, I'm sorry. I hope Peter McCullough's right. Peter seems to think that even if you went ahead and got the second uh, dose, that if you just stop and you don't do the boosters you might be okay because it, he said 15 months for the spike protein to get out of your body. I hope he's right. I, I, I think he's right. he's right. I, cause I think that they did studies and they, they did some kind of experiment in some area in the middle East where they kept giving these guys this experimental drug that made them super violent and that, that, but it would wear off. So they realized they had to keep giving it to them over and over again. Well, since when are you supposed to get a, a, a vaccine something multiple times in one year? <laughs> yeah, well, that's where I think the whole thing jumped the shark. 100%. And when they went after kids yeah. with this numbers. So my question to you real quick is how, how yeah. vil this is the second part of the dead internet. How valid or... What kind of market share does DuckDuckGo have? I can't imagine that they have a very big market share. What are your and, thoughts you know, on Duck them? I, I would imagine it's less than 5%. <laughs> I can't imagine that they have a very big market share. And, you know, they're, they're only representing to you Google search results. Oh, really? So, 
Right. Oh so they, they're not exactly what I would call the answer to the problem. I mean, the other day I saw a billboard for them in L.A. and I lost a little hope for them. For Bill Burr? Mm. A Bill A billboard? A billboard. Billboard. Okay. I was making fun of the way you said made me say it. No, not billboard. <laughs> like Bill Burr. Not Bill Burr. A billboard. A billboard in LA that had Duck Duck Go on it. Just and Bill I Burr lost... walking around with a tattoo on his head, you know? Well, yeah, I love it. Duck Duck Go, sir. I'll shout out a project, and it's technical, but I do think it is a step toward getting. To, to giving us an alternative. Hold to on, Google. hold on. Before you I, do that, before you do that, because I, I, I want to talk about this other topic that you said you wanted to talk about earlier on, and, and I oh, think sure. this might be where you're going. But I just want to talk about because the, the second part of the of the dead internet is how the internet is a giant Potomkin village. Potemkin Potemkin Village, right? And if you don't know what that is, and we've talked about before, it's basically this this Russian elite want to impress the uh, some British elite uh, royalty, a girl he wanted to date. So he wanted to impress mm-hmm. her. So he knew that she was coming. So what he did was he oh, totally yeah. redid this whole part of Russia to make it look like it was thriving yeah. and it was rocking. So when she showed up, she thought he had his shit together. That's how much guys want pussy, is that they're <laughs> going to put on complete other theatrics that he got his shit together. And his name was Potomkin, right? Potemkin. Potemkin. And- you see it in China, too, all the time now. With those ghost it, cities? It, it, it yeah, happens cities. everywhere. It happens everywhere. Uh, here where I'm at, during the heat, the hottest part of the lockdowns, okay, I, my kids are the ones who go out and get the groceries for me because I refuse to wear a mask and uh, they're going to the grocery store and they manage uh, to get into the grocery store and the gates start to close on them. And they ask, cause we know the owners of the grocery store. They ask well, what's going on. Oh, I said, ah, some of the employees tested positive. So the city's asking us to close the grocery store for a week. And they're like, can we leave? Because what, what we would do during the lockdowns is we would call or Facebook or order for groceries and then they would prepare it for us. And then my kids would just go and grab it and leave the grocery store. Really infuriated the people who were lined up socially distancing because <laughs> they would just walk in and break line and then walk out with boxes of groceries and everybody would be staring. I'm like, how did you do that? <laughs> connections, connections. Uh, so they, they come out as they're, uh, they open up the gates to let them out. And there's this huge band of police and, uh, health workers and an even bigger band of journalists and photographers behind them. And it's like, they're taking pictures of them locking the door to the grocery store. But they don't like stop my kids and say, hey, you've been inside there. We need to have you tested. You know, they completely ignore that because that's not why they're there. Yeah. They're there to take for the photo op. Yeah. Right. Yes. It happens everywhere. I've heard that in Australia, a lot of stuff is happening that way. You'll see like riots in downtown Sydney or whatever. And you talk to someone who's on the edge of Sydney and they say nothing's happening over here. I agree with that. Portland's like that. 
Everyone's like, Portland yes. is burning. And you, I went there. It's, it's one park where all the rich mm-hmm. kids whose parents work at Nike, literally all their parents work at Nike. And, they, and they're just so angry that they're rich and they got no real drive in life. They just go and then they just throw cans and flares at this one building. But it's literally one block. I was there grabbing coffee, hanging out, doing all this shit, right? Just totally <laughs> hanging out. So how's that? So how, yeah. How's that apply? To so the, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the internet is a Potemkin village. There we and, go. And you can't, you cannot really take the internet as indicative of reality. Uh, I keep telling people here, look with your own eyes. It, it, we now can go out. We don't, even though they say we're locked down, it, no one's taking it seriously. We can go anywhere we want. And if, you, if you're not wearing a mask, nobody's going to say anything. Yeah. But, right. So just look with your own eyes. I walk by three different COVID triages two to three times a week. They're always empty. The hospitals have never had lines of people lined up at them. But I do know one thing, whenever the boosters and vaccines started going through, you started hearing a lot more ambulances and a lot more people rushing off to the hospital. They talk about that in Israel. Israel, they're like, we're hearing sirens every night. It's it's crazy. Uh, That's why just... Don't pay attention. Don't pay too much attention to what you get on the internet. Well, also look with your own eyes. If you take a look at, you know, this again, I'm going to link the video. I'm going to find the dead internet, internet video, and I'm going to link it for you. Um, so they talk about Google and like, when you go Google, let's say we'll put in, uh, XG's food truck. Right. And we go to look for XG's food truck and you look at the bottom. It says, 200,000 uh, hits, like, for XG's food truck. So you're like, oh, it's, wow, man, this must be a pretty popular thing. It's, I mean, Google did that real quick. That's, that's fucking amazing. What great technology. And then you start going down, and you'll get to, like, maybe page 20, 25. I'm looking and at it right like, now. And they're like, hey, man, uh, you know, all the rest of the pages pretty much are the same thing you've seen. You're like... Yeah. Nah, I I kind of want to see it. It's They're right like, here. It says it says there's a about a million searches about me. <laughs> I went to page seven and they're done. Yeah, right there. Yeah, you go. literally, yeah. I literally yeah. typed in XG food truck, and then it shows me a couple food trucks. It gives me the, <laughs> that's you got the wrong food truck. It said that many views. I went all the way to page seven, and then it literally, it's like we're it's good. Done. We're done. We're good. We're done. We gave you a lot of results, but we know you didn't go through all this. Yeah. So yeah, you can even yeah. ask. A lot of manipulation. Hit the, hit the repeat the search of, with the omitted results. Include. Yeah. Hit it right again. below. No. Oh, yeah. I see. I see what you mean. Down there. So let's see what happens there. Yeah, oh, dude. Choking. It freezes. The oh, yeah. internet's dead. It's dead. Okay, no, it's, going. it's it's a Potem- <laughs> no, it's it. a Potemkin village, man. They want right, you, give you think more. that they're this giant thing that can find all this stuff, and the truth is, they're not. What they really are is they're just stealing your data on what you're looking for. It still stopped that. Right. Yeah. Pages. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It still stopped. It gave us a little bit more when we clicked on that button, but it still but it not says much. Yeah, page 17 of 151, but you can only go to what are you on right now? 17. Right? Yeah. So I don't even know why you'd lie. It's just lying to you, letting you know we got all this information we don't. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, you know, 
uh, is it okay for me to talk about uh, an alternative to Google? Yeah, do, do it. I mean, there are a lot of people trying to get make alternatives to Google, but most of them are using data from Google. So what we need is a way to get data raw from the internet and that it's not filtered. It's not got any algorithms massaging it. And if we had an algorithm, it's an algorithm we would use on it. And that is a service. It's not really a service. It's an open source project. It's called Yassy. Y-A-C-Y. These guys have been around since about 2012. It is technical. It's not your average Joe Internet user is not going to be able to use Yassi. But I think if enough people started using it, there'd be innovations and we could actually have our own version of Google that's distributed across uh, the net. This is interesting. Well, I'm, I'm curious what you think of what the what the people over at Brave are doing, the Brave browser and their mm. services with the crypto coin. I, you know, I like Brave. Um, I use it sometimes. In fact, um, my my son recommends I use it to watch YouTube so I don't get any advertisements. <laughs> yeah, it works. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think the most significant things that Brave is doing are, uh, first of all, adding a crypto wallet so that uh, site ho- site owners could get paid in uh, tokens, right? Yeah. That's one significant thing that they've done. Another significant thing they've done is integrating interplanetary file system into Brave. So and also, third thing, integrating uh, Tor anonymizing oh, browsing yeah, into great. Brave. Yeah, those three things are the most significant things about Brave. And, and I really, I, there are certain things I don't like about Brave. It, they've done crypto, but they've used, uh, what's that, third-party uh, wallets on some of their, initially, they didn't actually have a wallet in Brave at the beginning. You had to use a third-party proprietary wallet. I don't like that. But I do know that they have an in-browser wallet now, right? They do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, And I haven't experimented too much with it. You just use the internet. I call them attention tokens, I think. That's what they're called, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's an attention token. Yeah, that's right. Mm Mm-hmm. Matt, now you're you're uh, a nerd dork, right? Just like our good friend. No, uh, I, have been, good I friend. have been a nerd since uh, since I was a baby. So yeah, I, I own it with pride. Right there with you, brother. Yeah, solidarity. Uh, Johnny's from Union Station four four five. I don't know what union you're in, but North Carolina local. So, uh, but you know, I know that you 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 deal in. Um, you deal in a crypto a lot. What are your thoughts on on crypto, both positive and the dark side of crypto? Do you, you know, let's hear the positive, then let's hear what you think is the dark side of crypto. If you well, think there is a dark side, I do think that crypt, I do think that crypto is a game changer for the world. I really do. I think it's a game changer. Uh, I do kind of restrict my enthusiasm to the area of being able to secure transactions through cryptography. So the ability to get rid of an inner banking system and there's no monkey business going on from point A to point B, whenever I pay you, you get the money. 
I like that. That's that's where crypto really shines. The other positive about crypto is the ability to create, say, distributed finance systems where we could replace banks. Or I don't think we're going to get rid of banks, to be honest. I, I think that we're going to provide competition to banks uh, as long as, of course, the Fed coin doesn't like stomp on crypto. And that's another topic all by itself. I know some. Dark- oh, sorry. No, go go ahead. What, what well, no, I was say? just going to ask about. I mean, some people think that blockchain is maybe the more important uh, development. You know, the the, the ability to well, see what I just data. said is blockchain. So the ability to verify a transaction is well, that's what blockchain is. Well, all what about. I mean is, though, do you think that will be more valuable to us in the end than than the actual currencies themselves? Yes, yes, I agree. I think that the blockchain technology itself is another one of those uh, architectural features of the IT world, like, say, uh, indexed searches is another thing that's considered the arch. If you were going to talk about uh, comparing computer science to uh, architecture, the arch is the main thing in architecture. The index search and the blockchain are the arches of computer science or information technology. So yeah, this is big, big, big stuff. And that's why whenever someone comes to me and says, uh, you know, all blockchain things are corrupt, you know, just get gold. Uh, like, have you heard of gold certificates? Yeah, do you know about right? Do you know about tungsten uh, uh, gold? Tungsten lined with gold or patina of gold on it? Like, look, I'm not against gold or silver or rare earth metals. I'm a across the board. I think you should invest in all levels of whatever you can afford to invest in. So if you can afford to invest in coconut shells, strange as that sounds. Uh, if you can if you can buy up sacks of coconut shells uh, you know what if uh, the grid goes down due to a solar flare you're going to be a really popular guy who has dry coconut shells to cook food on uh but if you're more into experimental tokenomics of, of cryptocurrencies have at it play around with it part of me wonders if we really are on the verge of something that will completely wipe out the idea of centralized control for centuries. Now, that's very optimistic. Very, uh, I'm uh, not convinced. That's very optimistic. I think it's very Sorry. optimistic. And but I want to believe in it. But yeah, me too. <clears throat> me too. But I but I'm not making my plans like that's the case. I'm I'm planning like the the boots are going to kick down my door tomorrow. Uh, that's the way I plan. Yeah, I, I hope like that too, dude. Right. Like, I, I hope that like it, I'm that a man happen. on the run. Right. Uh, you know. Uh, anyway, uh, is that enough positives? Can yeah. I move to some negatives? Yeah. Yeah. Go to the negatives. Go to the negatives. Okay. One cryptocurrency is not going to solve the problem of humanity. Uh, the problem of humanity. Or even the problem of money, because money is a really strange thing. How do you assign value to stuff? I mean, I don't think crypto can actually solve that problem. I think that may actually be a unsolvable 
problem. So the dark side of crypto is the idea that somehow we're going to usher in this crypto utopia. And I, even if I say getting rid of totalitarianism or centralized control, that's not necessarily the same thing as ushering in a utopia. What we're saying is, is that if I get rid of centralization, that means that everything evolves back to community and to the individual to deal with all their problems themselves. And me personally, I would rather be the person who deals with my own problems. I would not want someone distant in Switzerland to be the person who decides what's going to happen to me. I'd like to be the person as much as possible who decides what's going to happen to himself. So the dark side of the crypto is this kind of utopian vision that it's going to solve everything. I, I think that that's, that's a bad illusion and we should not look at life that way. Uh, you can't get rid of scams with crypto. Right? So uh, just because a lot of fraud isn't at uh, the level of the transaction itself, even though there is a lot of monkey business that happens in transactions. Uh, the idea of someone scamming you for money, you're not going to get rid of that because of crypto. We're stuck with fraud yep. in that sense. There'll always be fraudsters. Right. Uh, a third thing that I could say is dark about crypto is there is the ability to utilize some of this in a very nefarious way. So like for instance, the patent of gates to micro dot everybody and, uh, use humans as a currency for crypto that and laundry money. Yes. The cartels well, you, been caught up with a lot of Bitcoin. And I mean, unless they're laundering money, I don't know what the cartel needs Bitcoin for. I'm okay with laundering <sighs> money to some extent. I gotta be honest. I, I, I'm happy to keep my money off the government's radar if I can. And if that means that's, other, uh, other I, people that's can. Johnny Woodard talking, not <laughs> Sam Tripoli. I love paying my taxes, IRS. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, it's interesting. Whenever uh, India did this crazy thing a few years ago, in which they removed all the large denomination bills from their system, and they had all these banking issues for like six months. It was because Gates and these others were bringing in e-cash to India. And they were cramming e-cash down the throats of everybody. And their official explanation was, oh, it's to prevent uh, money laundering. And analysts were pointing out that doing this doesn't prevent money laundering because Criminals put everything in hard assets. They don't put it in cash. Yeah. Or even crypto. So if you were going to want to put your money, like I said, coconut shells. Yeah, I buy coconut <laughs> uh, shells. Or, or dogs. You realize uh, I know people who have a lot of money that they buy high-end expensive breeds of dogs in cash and they breed them, and that's how they store their money. They don't use the bank. Yep. That's what X yep. Xavier's doing. Yep. I trying got to breed his dog. Yeah, let's do it. He's jerking it off. You know what's the other, <laughs> <laughs> you know what's the other way I've heard, too? Uh, watches. That's how you can cross money through the border. A real expensive watch. What, you just watch. Yep. You got a million dollars on the hand. They don't even know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's right. It, 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 here's the whole thing, dude. It's like... 
I, I also worry about money laundering when they give a shit about the Panama Papers, right? Or, or exactly the Pandora Papers, or all we, these Ireland right. fucking yeah. shell companies. Yeah, or, or or when we care about Nancy Pelosi, like you know. And here's the whole thing, dude. I I don't want to knock them down. I don't want to take them out. No, I yeah. want to be able to participate. Same, exactly. When everyone gets mad at Amazon didn't pay any taxes. Well, I think that could be because they're an extension of the U.S. government. Why would the U.S. government pay taxes to itself? I don't fucking know. But like, I don't get mad at Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk <laughs> for not paying taxes. I go, who's your accountant? Can I afford them? Because I would love to not pay taxes. The goal isn't to get them to pay more taxes. The goal is to get us to pay less taxes. And I do yeah. pay my taxes. Yep. That's the one thing I do. And, and, you know, it's like going back to the Grace Commission under Ronald Reagan, your taxes don't pay for the roads. Your taxes barely pay the interest on the loans that the U.S. has taken to build the roads. This is a Ponzi scheme. 100%. Damn. Yeah. 100 people don't realize that we gotta raise taxes dude if you raise taxes they're just gonna raise spending the point is never to get to zero and to be able to right. pay for everything everything and we do know, is on loan man we're getting they're loaning us the money to pay for this in which then we have to pay taxes somebody had the funniest tweet the other day they're like cnn or somebody else put out like the 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 world's in uh Three three hundred trillion dollar debt. You're like, who do we owe money to? The Decepticons? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. How is that even possible? It was some crazy. Uh, well, you, you know, if you think of like what was it? The derivatives market. I have been told yeah. that the derivatives market, which is speculation on things that haven't happened yet. Oh God, is I love that. In the quad quadrillions of dollars. Quadrillions. You're talking thousands of trillions. There's not. There's not even that much money. It's just leveraged just to the nth degree. Right? That's that's right. They're it's just making numbers cap. up. Yeah, and it, it's like it's them inventing money, basically. Okay, it's like every corporation. Air. There's always. There's never an end. Okay, we got and this is a couple minutes, but I just want to say like, so we're getting into this because I, I got I, I got a million things going on, but uh so so we have this uh, super duper debt, right? So word on the street is, is that they're going to make XRP the coin. And they're going to use that coin to buy out the debt. And how they're going to do it is they're going to inflate the value of that currency to such a high level and then use it all to buy up. Of XRP. What? Of XRP? With XRP. Uh, so you're telling everyone to buy XRP? I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying streets are talking. <laughs> but that means XRP is rigged and it's a, a, a scam. So It's a banker's coin. Yeah, fuck. I've well, always, are been, you I've, I've, always I've always been against XRP. I think it's, it's fucking... Uh, it's NSA coin. Yeah. Yeah. I, literally, the guys behind it are NSA. Which they admit why it. going to blow up. It, which is why it's going to blow up. Blood, blood money. Yeah, yeah. Blood but, money. But you Get know, out of here, nerd but, dork. <laughs> but, but, but you know, if you're aware of this, it, there could be a, an angle that you could approach it where you could get in and get out. Yeah. When they go, hey, man, we'll buy your coin for $10,000 a coin. I'm like, yeah, son. Yeah. I mean, you like got I a said, lot. hard assets, <laughs> hard assets. Uh, I just you sell know, them all. One, 
I'll just grab my, I'll do a show and I'll just have a thousand dollars of brick. And I'll be like, fuck you, you're fired. I'll throw it at you, John. It's funny, it's funny that you think I can't wait for that day. It's funny that you think they'll still let you do a show in that new world where XRP is bought out the national. No, dude, I'll be out, bro. Yeah, you'll be out. All right, you'll be out. I'll be out. Living on the land, learning ninjutsu. Sure, 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 sure. Hanging out with my Latina. Yeah, the money that you, remember though, the money that you just sold is now worthless. The, the dollars you got because XRP is now. I turn standard. right around, bam, put it in the Bitcoin. Oh, was bang, okay. bang, well, bang. The, the question is, you know, I, you know, this is a whole other show by itself, but what level of control is there really? Uh, my observation, again, using my own eyes, uh, central governments actually don't have any more power than what you give them. 100%. That's all of power. Yeah. And I've seen this locally. I mean, like the national government here is like not really in control of what the the provincial governments want. Now, a certain percentage of what the national government wants to happen will happen. It's kind of like a a negotiation between parties. And like, well, we'll give you this much. We'll comply this much, but we're not going to comply any more than that. And how many billions are you going to give us in exchange for that much compliance? Uh, and I think that happens everywhere. I don't think it just happens where I'm at. It's called Irish uh, democracy, dude, which is the government says, we're going to do this. You're doing this. And everyone's like, yeah, sure. We'll do that. <laughs> Here's the issue, dude, because most of the country is kind of like where you live outside of New York, LA, Chicago, San Francisco. Okay. Everyone else is living their lives. And you got to go, why are these four cities being so retarded? And it's like, who moves there? It's rich, affluent, white kids. That's who litters those cities. And it's like, they're they're more likely to be compliant because they're trying to get into, like, get these cush corporate jobs where, like, conforming is so important to moving up the, 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 the fucking work occupation chain. Like, that's L.A. Like, that's yeah. why all these Hollywood blue checkmark idiots are saying dumb stuff because they're bending over so oh. backwards, like when they're you take actually a... shoving their head up oh. their ass. Like when you take a picture with your friend and then you got to sit there and apologize for that? What? About uh, <laughs> Dave Chappelle. And Pat Oswald, like he had to sit there no, and apologize. Yeah. No, that was the same thing. But it's sitting there and be like, well, in a it's sense, just, yeah, yeah, it's bending over sense. and be like, hey, I'm not allowed to be friends with him that I've been friends with the years for. Here, here's my sorry apology. But that's Pat Oswald's problem for for playing that game. Yeah. So <clears throat> so poorly for so long that he, and like I'm sorry, but throwing your friend under the bus is as disgusting. Uh. uh, uh as it gets. It really is. I mean, like, take your fucking medicine, bro. Okay? If you're this social justice warrior guy and you go perform with a guy who really didn't do anything, but this small group of people have decided to make him a, the, 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 the focus of their, their, their anger that their life isn't working out the way they want it to, take your medicine. Take your medicine, dude. You fucked up. But instead... You sat there and you threw Dave Chappelle under the bus. Mm. I don't think there's any other more sign of what a fucking weak-willed motherfucker you are than doing that. And by all counts, he's the nicest um, guy. Go on, Matt. 
and that that really is the the point is being having strong enough will to say, well, I don't really care whether you disagree with me. Uh, this is what I think. This person's my friend, and screw you. Yeah. Hey, wh- one last thought on money and debt. It's dark, but you do realize that all of those protocols that told people to stay home until you're ready to die were actually killing people over the age of 70 with comorbidities that had like Medicare. And so like removing a huge number of people that in fact, the deaths that we saw in 2020 can be attributed primarily to those people for sure. Yeah. The, the average age of death from COVID is over the average age of death. That's right. I think it was 80 was the average uh, age of death in 2020. Death is doing so a better talking, job than COVID. At killing right, and people. That's, that, that's one of the, the telling elements of that insurance data. The insurance data is not people in their 80s. This is working age people, 18 to 64. Yep. So we're talking people who normally would not have even gotten sick with yeah. COVID, they would have just gotten a, maybe a bad cold or, or, or something like that. They would have naturally recovered. So we're talking about people who actually are getting killed by the vaccine. And, and I've had, I've had two friends so far that I am very confident that that's why they died. I know very confident. I know one person, she's much older, but she died right after she got the booster. And I know another person Within hours of getting the booster, he, he had a fucking chest pains and he had to rush right to the hospital. And they're like, it's never happened that quickly before. But that's what's happening. But they said that. Yeah. It hasn't happened that quickly before. So yeah, it has they're happened. Like, well, they're like, it can't really be this. But they're like, get to the hospital. That's 100% what it was. And he even says it's that. Matt, great episode. Yeah. Great episode. The, 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 the dead internet is so important and the whole point of that conversation was like it's all a mirage it's all a lie the retweets the likes all of it is a lie to manufacture you to believe one way this is all bullshit and when people wake up to what is going on the dead internet the environmental social corporate governance this is all working together to create a reality which nobody's buying into anymore and now it's all being exposed and these very very small but vocal minority are slowly going to realize that they got no power anymore. And, you know, it's like, I don't like doing stand-up in L.A. anymore. And mm. people are begging me. To, I mean, like, literally tell me I got to keep going up. I don't want to. But sometimes I think I should just to fucking sh- rattle the cage. You know, because mm-hmm. they need to hear it. Do it. They need to hear, the, you know. It's like you're yeah. being fed dog shit by conformists and opportunists and you're not getting what you need, which is fucking some real talk. I'll send you a link after the show, uh, Sam, to a psychologist in Belgium who talks about this. And he says that the way that you counter this is by persistently speaking out. Even if it's only a small group of people, keep speaking out, keep contradicting the narrative. And that has an impact on how people think because they're constantly hearing things that contradict what they're hearing somewhere else. 
And if you can bring it home to them that they can see it with their own eyes, that's powerful. I agree, brother. Matt, you came, you saw, you dropped the hammer of the gods. Thank you so much for coming on. One more time. Thank please, you, guys. Please Loved tell it. them where they can find you. Uh, contentsafe.co and deplatformed.co. Okay. Make sure you send me all those links so I can include them in Will the... Do? Uh, guys, I got shows coming up. You heard about them earlier. Please, please come and uh, join me. I've got a bunch of new stuff. I'm feeling good about it. And uh, I just, I love the show. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. It was a great one. It was a long one. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, I want you guys to have a great week and we will talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack.